Hey, I'm Justin. This is Chaz. Join us as we look back together, but learn to stay present. Come with us as we rise up with hope on the horizon. This is the podcast of Extraordinary Millennial Gentlemen. Welcome, everybody, back to Welcome. the Gentleman's Podcast for Millennials. The millennials. Everybody. Everybody, welcome. But you know, yeah. that's who we are. Welcome. We are kicking today off with some little tunes in the background. Hope you enjoy them. Today, we are doing another album review. Uh, if you don't know who this is yet, listen a little longer. Look them up. They're worth listening to. To adjust this. You millennials out there, don't you, you let know. us down. You, you gotta know. know who this is. Come on. Maybe not know. this track, but that voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into some 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 deets here in a second. But uh so Justin, interesting, interested to hear. Yeah, it's, yeah. It seems like I think it's been a couple of weeks since we've done one of these, but yeah, yes. What have, you, what have you been consuming? What's on your consumption? Wow. List? Well, I've got to tell you, this is kind of a sneak peek. I've got today's mentor minute, and mm-hmm. um, I am consuming, in every sense of the word, a book by Jim Mattis called Call Sign Chaos. Mm. And uh, if you guys don't know who Jim Mattis is, he's a former Secretary of Defense under nice. uh, current administration. And he has an amazing history. He is a Washingtonian. So he's right uh, up here in Washington State. Uh, But that aside, he is just a leadership guru um, with decades of hard fought, literally, experience through Desert Storm, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, and the ongoing struggles in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. So um loving it i'm putting it in my top five Mm. leadership books that's cool yeah i'm gonna call it mandatory reading for my uh my team yeah how'd you how'd you come across it get referred to you is it referenced by another book that's a great question i i think it was just that happenstance of eclectic Mm. search Mm. gotcha um yeah so can't take can't give credit to another book uh i think as you know and you guys know if you've been listening uh, consistently i am kind of all over the place um <laughs> with genres um topics yeah i, I kind of have a hard time taking one author and just reading their full works yep. I, I don't really have any authors that i do that with um but anyway enough of my ranting about that <laughs> uh, more on that in the mentor minute. What have you been consuming? Yeah. It's been a while, like you said. Oh man, yeah. Um, what have I been consuming? Um, I have been watching a bit more YouTube, mm-hmm. a little bit oh, more yeah. YouTube. Okay. Uh, okay. Rick Shields, uh, his his golf uh, channel. I've enjoyed that. Uh, trying to get some tips and some tricks out there for the course. Uh, nice. Which I've only been out maybe maybe once uh recently um 
And I also, uh, another YouTuber, uh, picking up, you know, maybe some tricks of the trade, but also just for, for my Mac use, um, snazzy labs, we'll mm. put it in the show notes, but, um, he's got some, always some fun stuff coming out. Like his, his recent, uh, ones, he built a <clears throat> super silent, uh, gaming PC. So that was, oh, that was cool to cool. see. He, you know, just over cooling with the right fans, but then controlling yeah. it in the BIOS so that it doesn't, <laughs> you know, speed up and take off to the moon. Yeah, um, exactly. Right. But he was able to control it. So it was like pretty much silent while it was under load. Um, nice. I, I could get some of those settings from mine. Uh, anyway, when like I render these videos and stuff, it definitely spins up super fast. I feel like it's a, it's a rocket heading into space. So anyway, oh, just keeping up on some content I haven't had time to consume before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, when I say this, it's like I may get one or two shows a week of, you know, the, the 10 to 15 minute YouTube clips. Um, but that's been, that's been nice. It's been fun. Um, other than that, uh, just kind of staying busy with some projects. Um, yeah, but, same. but I would say re- most recent consumption was uh, some camping uh, out at a campground, obviously um, spent some time out there in nature, you know, made some fires, cooked some nice. things, went some fishing, did some fishing, kayak fishing. First time I've done Ooh, kayak fishing. Dude, I'm jealous. So that I was like it. fun on the Mississippi yeah. River. <gasps> Mississippi? The dirty Mississippi. Um, you are done on one of them there rafts in the Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, hey, nobody can throw shade. Uh, I'm from South Carolina, just so mm. you know. I don't want anybody from the old South saying that we're <laughs> a bunch of Yanks. Anyway, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, but that was that was super fun spending time out in the water. Uh, didn't catch anything, but fun to teach mm. little guy, you know, kind of his major first fishing trip. Um, and then to bring the kayaks out, it was it was just great. So yeah, good times. I like it. I like it. Yeah, we we did some of that uh pretty recently as well. We were out meaning consuming nature mm-hmm. out at the beach, ocean shores of Washington. Um yeah. it was a like crappy day in terms mm-hmm. of weather but you know what it's like any day at the beach crappy yeah. weather or not it's yeah, a good re- time our kids had a great time mm-hmm. yeah i remember uh being uh out west for school and we'd we'd be able to go on these ski trips uh up mm-hmm. the mountain for school like you could get permission to go skiing uh, and not have to do your work for that day. It was amazing. Um, and you would be up there sometimes in blizzards and be skiing or snowboarding or whatever. And it was like the worst day on the slopes was still better than the best day in school. So it's kind of one of those for the, I think that, you know, plays well for the beach and stuff. Yeah, so. man. Yeah. So right. we endured that, had a great time. Awesome. Well, cool. Should we dive right. into this album? Let, yeah, let me yeah, hit let you me, with some facts on let it. Let me cue up another, mm. uh, beginning Tee of the song here Tee it up Let's see if I anybody like recognizes here's this mm. you gotta know this intro yeah yeah i love it okay so if somebody out there doesn't know who this artist is you should have heard tom york there mm-hmm. singing on the first little intro we did at the beginning of the podcast. So we're yep. talking about Radiohead today and the album that we picked kind of by happenstance, just kind of randomly, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is uh the Benz. Baby's got the Benz. So quick facts and then I want yeah. to get your take overall on sure. the album. Yeah, I'm interested so, to hear what, some deets. Yeah, the, 
the hot and fastest came out in 1995. It was recorded in 94, but 95, 25 years wow. old. Okay. I did not expect that. Dude, that it seems... does not sound that way at no. all. No, okay. it seems like this is way more, not, not super recent, but you know, I, I was thinking maybe 10 years, not there's, 25. There's some timelessness to some of these tracks. Mm-hmm. I definitely yep. agree. So yep. 95, um, this is, I think, the third album, uh, studio album that uh, Radiohead put out. This is a pretty critical one. In mm-hmm. 90, uh, 93, they put out Pablo Honey, uh, a.k.a. Because I'm a creep. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, creep, if, if you know Creep, that's uh, there you the, go. probably so the that one was of the 93. Popular. Yeah, uh, after the Benz in 97 was OK Computer, where there was a whole soundscape and kind of departure. Mm. So, 95, this album kind of a launching, not for the band, but maybe for a sound, maybe yeah. for their some. I don't know. Genre breaking. Okay. I'm diving too much into my opinion on it. I want to hear your thoughts on the album first. Uh, I mean, overall for me re-listening to it, I was just like, I really like some of these tracks mm-hmm. on here. Like, like you said, it's maybe less unknown. It's not the, it's not the most popular, but there's some good ones in there. Not the whole thing. I would not on the radio. You wouldn't yeah. have heard them on. Right. Top 40. It's stuff top you just like, I don't know. I just got into the jams. I don't always know the lyrics, like what he's saying, yeah. but the beat, the tune, the the kind of chillness of some of these. Um, yeah, I just enjoyed it. Um, the, the ones that I liked. I wouldn't say I liked Let, them all. Let's talk that elephant in the room. You kind mm-hmm. of alluded to it. Yeah. Okay, so Tom Bork on this album, some critics at the time were like, this dude is a stumbling, mumbling Need, mm. yep, and I think that there are people at the time when it was released really said, "Hey, man, that's his style," and just listen to the music. Mm-hmm. But then you had other people who were like, "No, I want to understand every lyric and its <laughs> context. I want to hear the chorus." Yes, enunciated. And so I think there's a group out there who were mm. like, "Holy mumbles! Can't tell what the guy's saying." What's your thought on that? I do think it's it falls into a type of I've heard it from other artists is why I'm saying this. I've heard other artists do this and they yeah. keep doing it. Um, now, yeah. whether that, that I don't think that's mainstream, but it definitely has a niche with certain listeners where yeah. I think there is this classification out there where, you know, like unless they take that feedback and then they totally change and they, you know, you can hear everything they say. Um kind of in contrast to our last album we reviewed where it was like, man, this guy's oh rattling off things la, la, super wah, clear wah, yeah. and right. super fast. Um, at a high rate. That's at, right. Yeah. At an incredible speed. This is definitely the blurred, right? I don't mm-hmm. know without, I didn't look forward to his like current stuff or the most recent from, from Radiohead. Um, yeah. So I don't know if they've changed that, but I would say, mm. yeah, they're kind of trying to fit into this you know mumbly jumbly cool i'd say chillax so. if i could if i could put it a one way i would say it's stylistic mm-hmm. yeah to, to to tom york i mean mm-hmm. is it unique meaning like unprecedented no no but i think it's whatever. unique to his voice his tone mm-hmm. yeah. and 
I've got some take a little bit later on on okay. some influences, mm. but maybe more importantly, those who I think who artists now or bands that came after that were very, very heavily influenced. Yeah. It was weird. It was like some musical deja vu where I could see other artists sitting in their car, sitting in their rooms, listening to this album. And I thought yeah. that's totally who influenced these guys, this yeah. album specifically. Yep. So yeah, I could see that. Oh, and for let me give you my five. I mean, that. Yeah. 95 to influence a lot of the up and coming. Yes. Stuff, right. So that really leads into what my take is on this overall on this album. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's two sounds on this album and maybe that's mm -hmm. oversimplistic, but sure. for everybody out there, just bear with me. I would say I'm arguing with myself over the last mm -hmm. week. I think there's actually three sounds, but I'm going to say there's two. And then one kind of has a subcategory. Okay. So the one sound I hear crystal clear in this album on different tracks is kind of this nineties alternative slash grunge. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So a lot of reverb, wah, 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 mm -hmm. power chords, and still with those kind of stylized vocals, right? Yeah, right. But I hear kind of grunge. It's still that era, okay? Yeah. And then the second sound that I hear that kind of has a sub-sound, what I'm kind of calling like a soundscape. Okay. Where it sounds really open. It sounds like there's a ton of space. And it's almost instrumental, Mm -hmm. And even the even the the tone of the vocals is almost still kind of fitting in this kind of instrumental, and they're haunting, right? Yeah. As to kind of like, nah, nah, you kind of get in that '90s grunge. Yeah, this soundscape kind of pre-electronic sound, indie kind of sound, is very haunting. Okay, yep. So the subcategory I would give to that is specific kind of soundscape. So there was kind of an electronic soundscape mm -hmm. and then haunting vocals. And then there was kind of some, some acoustic version of that. Oh, so, yeah. I, I felt like it was maybe three different albums, mm -hmm. not because there were a max, but there was not just like one track on there that I couldn't one of those categories maybe i'm a really poor music critic and i'm not trying to be critical of the music but i just see this feels like an in-between album of leaving grunge and entering something else gotcha that's that's yeah. kind of my take okay i, I can Could see, you see it, that it, do you agree do you I disagree can, i can see that um i do feel it was like very split like yeah you were like oh we need to throw an album together well, we've written these and we're starting to go this direction. Do and you wonder if somebody wrote some of the songs and somebody else wrote yeah, the other songs? It's, it could I kind of feel that way too. Split that. I or, wonder. Or it was a very like, well, we wrote these songs and they weren't on the last album. Mm -hmm. And that was gotcha. like a year and a half ago. And now we're starting to produce this new sound. Yeah. But it's been a while. We need to make some money. Not that these are bad songs or like it we just need let's put something out there right it's been Round too out long the or album. something right yeah let's push I, push these out so, so that they get I know, or something Maybe. i know radiohead radiohead as i, I don't know everything mm -hmm. about the band but i know in this era they didn't have some kind of you know backup singers second vocals mm -hmm. 
rhythm that's trying to take the place. There's no kind of like two lead singers in this. Yeah. So Tom York is a definite firm, mm -hmm. consistent lead and voice in the band. But I really wonder in songwriting, it just sounds like two entities. It just sounds like mm -hmm. two personalities. Yeah. Like I said, arguably three, if yeah. you drink my Kool-Aid, but. But let's, think, uh, what are, what are some of the higher contrasting tracks? Let's just play short clips. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, to give the I, listeners, you know, some. I've got two on. examples. Okay. So that kind of grunge reverb power chords, the bends yep. or sulk either okay, one. So here's the bends. Let me cue this up. Yep. Yep. I think it's got a long pause before it hits. And we I think we, we did this just a second ago. But let me see if we can advance this track. All right, so there's the intro. Skipping forward a little bit. Do you want me to jump to like chorus or this is No, you're good. Right. This is this is kind of some of the very British. Yep. Okay. So now what was the other one? Sulk. Sulk, Sulk is 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 similar. Okay, so here's this one. Oops, let me skip forward a little bit. It's skipping on me. There we go. It just, it's very regimented. It stays in a pocket mm -hmm. yeah. the entire time. And it's that wah, 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 that reverb on mm -hmm. those guitars, a lot of snare, ta, 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 you know? So in contrast. It seems it's almost, I might throw minimal, minimalist out there for like the mm, band. Right? I like it's it. Very, I would agree. Know, guitar, he's got maybe a reverb pedal and he's got a yep. drummer and just, hey, we're chilling we're and yeah. tom york's doing his things he's just kind of floating around you know right yep all right now i want you to go to nice dream this is one of my favorite tracks period okay. let me cue this up this is soundscape everybody this is what i'm saying this is this is a departure i feel like okay everybody here is this one queued up nice dream Definitely they then just with the acoustics here. I like it. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, you can hear the, the grunge kicking in here with the style. But now listen to this. It's it's it feels wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh He does, they are kind of keeping that little bit of a grunge steel guitar mm -hmm. like in the background, but it, you can barely hear it. It's presence. That's right. It's a, it, you're right. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's dynamics that says we're pushing the vocals forward mm -hmm. and everything else is going to be secondary. So listen to this course. It's like, Yeah. Yeah, All I right. see what you're saying. Yep. yep. Next, next, I've actually got two for the 
to to keep going kind of with the broader soundscape yeah yeah yeah. bulletproof or i wish i was bulletproof yep here we go those are definitely grunge sounds in the background believe this one has a longer intro yeah I'll skip in. Whoops. Not skip songs. Ooh, that was my next one. Part of the open category. <laughs> this is part of the open. Oh man, they're, now, they're pulling out some uh, synthesizers from the yeah. here. <laughs> so I guess maybe yeah. maybe your this discussion with you is probably starting to convince me that really soundscape's the wrong word. Wrong word. I think it's getting more of like indie. It's just getting mm. more of like harder to define, even yep. though. Like I said, there's these firm, I feel like there's these firmly rooted tracks that are 90s grunge. Yep. And then, like you said, that's still some of their, their like guitar and their drum and, and kind of their yeah. bass, which kind of feels non-existent um, mm-hmm. in a lot of the Marking tracks. In a lot of bass, yes. Yeah, that, that's still the foundation they have. But I feel like Tom York, all of a sudden, on these last couple tracks and epitomizing street in a uh, street spirit. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, now we're going, we're departing. We yep. have left. Yeah. The other much tracks. More of a vocal focus. Yep. Uh, I definitely felt the openness you were talking about, but what's the, what's that last one you had? Street yep. spirit. Yeah. And every, everybody, all you millennials should know this very well, this track. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even just the intro. This one probably was on radio, I would assume. This one probably made it. I mean, does it? Does this fit a genre? Um, at that time, does does this fit <sighs> the Nirvana sound, the Seattle sound? You know. It just, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to sound cliche and it's like it's ahead of its time. It's like, well, music doesn't have like a time, right? Right. But sound and artistry, if you want to put a genre to it to try and understand it better, this is a hard one to put on. It's yeah. a hard one to pin it down to any one genre for me, which is why I kind of relegate yeah, it to indie. But the whole album's kind of that mixed bag. But like you're saying, there's mm-hmm. a few clumps here and there. Where yeah. some really, they're still, I don't know, how old, do you have any info on like their age and stuff at this time? Like I know last one was like right out of high school. That's interesting. That would be That's an curious interesting question. Mm. Because it seems like, you know, well, you said this is like their third album. Yeah. So they've got some established. I don't uh, think, sound, you know, to answer your question. Kind of finding themselves a bit. No, I agree. I, I, I can totally hear that. And the other thing, maybe we'll someday we'll do an album review on this one. But in 97, mm-hmm. when they came out with OK Computer, yep. that was full into kind of a AI, very stylistic, 
electronic sound that mm -hmm. those themes are rock solid in OK Computer, where I feel like they touch those a little bit. They're emerging into mm -hmm. that. In this Maybe refining kind of at that step. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But how old were they? I would say these guys were not touring in the 80s and 70s. Yeah. So yeah, I right. think they were probably pretty young bucks at this time. Yeah. Okay, that's my rant. That's okay. my rant of I hear I hear two sounds. I hear mm -hmm. I, I hear contrast. I hear pretty pretty deep contrast. But I love the album. Yeah. Still. Yeah, it's one I I kind of used it when I was uh, you know, hitting the treadmill or getting mm -hmm. outside for a run. Like some of those songs you can, they've just got your mind can kind of wander. You don't have to really focus yep. on the lyrics. You've got some good beats, yeah. something that would keep a, a medium pace. Like if you're trying to, you know, it's not going to be your hit song, right? Or your power song. Like when you need to power through the end yeah, of the mile, when you hit the whatever, hill, bottom of right? the hill. hit the hill. You don't want that as a power song, but it's so, one to have in your loop. Yeah. yeah. So that that's fascinating to me because I identified there are two tracks and we don't need to repeat them, but there are two tracks. One we've already played, which is yeah. Street, uh, Street Spirit. There's literally a timed beat and measure kind of metronome yeah. style in the intro and in the background of the entire song. And that track obviously is Street Spirit with mm -hmm. the repetitive guitar lick. Yep. I mean, it might as well have been recorded once and layered, you know. Oh, yeah. In 95, could they have done it. that? it depends if they were digital. I doubt yep. they were. Um, and then the other end is Planet, uh, Planet Telex, which you'll remember Planet Telex has like the, um, uh, oh gosh, like the sonogram heartbeat, almost that white noise mm. machine, child's heartbeat. Yeah. And they could, those two can just continue with that metronome like I yep. said, so it's interesting, but all the other albums are that like, all right, turn the amp up, crank up the effects. Yeah. Blah, like long strokes, blah, 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 you know, yep. just so interesting to contrast on the album to me. Sweet. Okay. Do you want to do a minute? Want to break this up? Yeah, yeah, let's what are you uh feeling? Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to flip yeah. to one we haven't. We'll take a short breather. Sounds good. And we'll come back for the mentor minute. So We're going to take a quick breather here. We'll be back in just a minute. Good stuff. Here are some influences I felt like I heard yeah. in the album. I felt like I heard some U2 in there. Mm. And even though Tom York versus Bono sounds like a world of difference, like yeah. two different sides of the Grand Canyon, mm -hmm. um, stylistically, I felt like I could hear some U2 in yeah. this album. I'm not super well versed with U2 as much mm -hmm. like i probably know their hits so i no no that's what i'm saying yeah. i kind of i kind of heard some of that mm -hmm. 
same guitar kind of like you know what I, yeah. i'm going to play the guitar as like a rhythm more than anything else just kind of mm -hmm. repetitive rhythm which is kind of a youtube thing yeah and then i think they were probably also influenced by like rem and some mm. of these bands that up until the 90s maybe even after you really couldn't put a genre to anyway oh yeah kind oh, of yes. the early indie yep. type sound I and agree. then same thing same thing with some British bands uh, that were early indie, like the Smiths. And if you guys haven't heard of the Smiths, go back 80s, yep. 90s. You'll actually hear a lot of tracks that other bands covered um, in the 90s and 2000s that were originally a Smiths song. Hmm. They were kind of indie before there was indie. Yeah. Okay. This might get an argument out of some people, but just bear with me. Yep. Who were some bands that I feel like were influenced by this album or by Radiohead, Radiohead. right? So now we're getting okay. into like late 90s, yeah. 2000s, okay? Mm -hmm. There are entire tracks on this album that I felt like could be covered by Muse mm. 100%. Yep, yep. And it almost feels like Muse stole some of this sound. Now, when I say stole, I know in the industry that sounds really terrible, mm -hmm. but heavily, heavily influenced. Yeah. So I encourage everybody, if you're listening along with this podcast or you're going to listen to it this week and, and pick up the bins and listen to it, listen for Muse. You will hear Matthew Bellamy, the lead singer of Muse, in yeah. these tracks by Tom York. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, I do know when I play, you know, my music, uh, you know, where it generates my own list. When I pick my Radiohead or Muse channels, yeah. they they intermix the two, right? Got it. So it's computer-wise or whatever algorithms running this, they're grouping these two together. For So for sure, I could see, you know, some of those links there. So this one might be a little bit of a stretch, but again, just, yeah. I'm just thinking, bear with me because mm -hmm. stylistically, they sound very different. Sure. But I felt like I could hear some of Mumford and Sons hmm. in this album. I'm gonna also, a little bit of a mumbler. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to like ref, like go and listen to some of these as well. Kind of a, I, yeah, yeah and, and maybe what, to clarify, I was some slower tracks of Mumford and Sons mm -hmm. in some of these Radiohead. Yeah, yeah, uh, slower soundscapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain no, no, ones no, no, no. just kind of kick it off, and you're like, "Oh, that reminds me of this other group." Yeah. Yes, and last but not least, maybe right up there with Muse with artistic influence. Mm -hmm. Coldplay. Oh uh, Cold yeah, Coldplay, Coldplay, Coldplay. Now, I think Coldplay took a pop direction you know, and carve yeah. that space out where yeah. I felt like maybe this album, The Bins, was probably the last that Radiohead mm -hmm. kind of did that because you don't hear them on the radio right. after this album. And they dive deeper into their own development um, that's not necessarily radio friendly. And I don't mean because of censorship. I just mean, you know, they're making nine and 10 minute songs mm -hmm. that are more that soundscape and eclectic where Coldplay is like, I can take some pieces of that and yeah. 
turn that into popular and yes three yeah. four minute max yeah so did i start any arguments with you what do you think uh no uh for me it, it started more of a wow i need to go look up some of these other bands because i um i just don't know them that well i again probably will recognize their top songs yeah and uh those probably aren't the ones that you're thinking of that link <laughs> to the other ones so not necessarily okay yeah, so i'm just i'm behind the curtain here just okay yeah that, well, i, I can see own crazy it, it dark sense cold play to me um because I know that one the most that that does make sense to me like at least they're you know they're in the same group it'd be interesting to see if these bands were all you know if we had some massive timeline of here's when they all these releases of these different albums yeah. for these to kind of uh, again I'm kind of the data geek well I just love that but between Coldplay and Mumford Radiohead and this album specifically predates each of them as far as their major mm. recordings okay uh, let me drop this one last one not a new, not a new artist that I mentioned or adding yeah. to the list. But if everyone out there, there's a track on the bins called Black Star. Put your eyes and listen to Black Star, and imagine that you're at a Muse concert. It will blow mine. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna cue this up real quick, but we can only play a short clip. That's then, right. Uh, So you have to you have to I'm, imagine I'm more keep, electronic and synth uh, yeah. sounds for Muse. Sorry, the beginning of this, I don't know why, it always makes me think of Dumb and Dumber. That intro is nice. Uh, I gotta find the intro in Dumb and Dumber. So anyway, the way Tom York is going, ah, ah, that is a Muse. That is a Matthew yeah. Bellamy sound. Yep, yep. Completely agree. Totally. So everybody out there. Maybe they opened for Muse once. That would be crazy. Our theory? Yeah, that would be crazy. Which is the bigger band now? Anyway, there's yeah. so many more questions I have uh, musically. That's mm -hmm. why I love these album reviews because just like you're experiencing, I experienced the same thing. Just how does this sound fit into that time period? How does yep. it fit into today's artists and their influences? and what do i enjoy about the album so it's a pleasure it's a yeah. pleasure to go over these with you mm -hmm. yeah i wonder how open these uh you know if not that we could maybe get one of these bands on and, and talk to them but if we could or if on their websites or whatever mm -hmm. they had you know my younger influencers and so it would be sweet to see some of these like pop up on there you know right they're like yeah no I i'd love to be right all the time right yeah exactly most okay to be wrong Confirm. <laughs> <laughs> My, my pea brain of music, not uh, claiming to be an expert, but, you know, a keen ear for all things millennial. millennial. Yes, very good. Awesome. No, I love the rant. Uh, yeah. I love the, again, good, good music out there. Um, let us know some, some albums that you're interested in, uh, future yeah. albums you'd like us to review, and uh, we'll get them on the list. Yeah. Or albums you love to listen you guys. to. Yeah, let us know. Please let us know. So All good. Right. So All good. Right. Hit me with the uh, Mentor Minute. What do you got today? All right, everybody. So like I mentioned at the beginning of today's episode, I am consuming voraciously a incredible book on leadership, a um, little bit of military history, 
but absolutely autobiographical. Mm -hmm. Um, I happen to work for a company that works hand in hand with the military as a contractor to the government, private company. I've never served in the military. I am not uh, trying to make my life tact uh, cool. If any of you guys have heard, uh, you know, cliches like that, I appreciate our men and women of our armed services. I work with them every day. I happen to agree with a lot of the great leadership that have come from the ranks of the military and oftentimes heavily influenced the private sector. Um, Jim Mattis is one of those people to me. And so here's a quote. Here's a quote. And Chaz, I think you're going to love this one. Mm. Everybody else out there, you may not. You may find yourself on the wrong side of this (laughs) quote, okay? Um, But I think it's really important to remember this, whether you're in the military, whether you're in the private sector, uh, whether you are hungry and trying to find your way in your organization, in your career, or if you're taking a full step back because of COVID, because of life, and you're deciding what you're going to be doing as the next step. All right, here it is. Jim Mattis, call sign chaos. If you haven't read a hundred books, you are functionally illiterate and you will be incompetent because your personal experiences alone aren't broad enough to sustain you. Wow. <laughs> and actually, that's I threw hard. out that's strong. I, I threw out a, a, a miss, uh, I, I misspoke. Let me start it over. If you haven't read, hundreds of books you are functionally illiterate you will be incompetent because your personal experiences aren't broad enough to sustain you all right Chaz. wow first thoughts on that i mean yeah uh so audience hopefully uh i mean i I could see some people like being offended by that um not gonna lie um hundreds of books i mean uh, I look back to myself maybe, you know, years ago, I was never a reader as a kid, right? Mm. Um, I didn't really pick up reading or like reading or even have interest. I mean, I did it when I had to for reading class in you know, junior high, mm-hmm. high school, whatever sure, I had sure. to do to get the job Part of done, curriculum. Yeah. I read those books. I didn't enjoy them. It wasn't until college that I really was like, well, there's a lot of stuff out there that I can gain from these books. And then, you know, I shot off like rocket. Like I probably have, oh, you know, I know I have over a hundred, maybe over 200 in just Audible alone. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like it. Like you said, I like it for those reasons. And I would completely agree that the things my mind has been open to and the experiences from other people, even fiction or nonfiction, Mm-hmm. it's broad in my mind. And the, like, so I think, you know, from that standpoint, um, what do you say? Incompetent? Was that the word at the end? He says, yes. And, 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 I, and for everybody to clarify, he's really providing like a warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you find yourself on the wrong side of this equation, then equals yep. in the future, you will be, you will be in the future. You'll be incompetent. You'll be tested. Yeah, it's it's. And it's yeah, a, I like the idea of the warning more than it's not trying to label someone and say no. These people have read. They're smarty pants. These people are incompetent, and I'm putting a label on both. No, of them. no, it's it's like, hey, look. It's at where coming you're from at. a place of wisdom. Yeah, and thing. teaching, like a teaching. You will be tested. Mm-hmm. So you, you need these experiences from other people. 
once again, military, whatever your background is, if you've served, thank you for your service. If you haven't served, thank you for supporting the military. If you don't support the military, you're totally open to your opinion. Um, but I will tell you again, this person's perspective is when you are tested in the future, real lives are at stake, real live uh, livelihoods are at stake. And as you, everybody out there have ambition to lead, eventually those will be in your hands, in your organization's hands. So all roads lead to that. And I think that you're, you're agreeing with this. You and I have similar opinion on this. We try and live our lives in a similar way where we try and consume. <laughs> That's why we have that money, uh, that, that portion of the show, everybody, um, because we're interested in what the other person's learning. But I would tell you that whether it's fiction or nonfiction, stories and um, st stories and metaphors and even facts and histories teach, they train your brain. And it's amazing how you can recall. Uh, you may not be able to retain. I suck at retaining. I really do. I read so many books. I enjoy it. It, right. it sparks an interest in me in yep. other subjects. Right. Uh, there's no, th there's no question that when you asked uh, for this book in particular, Call Sign Chaos, if I had yep. it been referred to me by another book or another author, and it, it happened to have not. Mm -hmm. um, but oftentimes I kind of go right. that direction and associate pick topics, pick books, pick authors. Um, based on other things that I read, but um, it's, it's true in leadership. You will need to recall maybe something from Harry Potter, maybe something from the Bible, maybe something from the Quran, maybe something from uh, the history of the Civil War. But I can tell yep. you one thing. You will often not recall things from a textbook. Oh yeah. If you, you can recall things from a biography, from a history, from science fiction, mm -hmm. you know, and there's something that exercises in your mind and in your soul um, when you read as opposed to just viewing um, or when you're listening and able to process as opposed to your eyes on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to piggyback a little bit here because same, same idea from a different, uh, perspective, different book, mm -hmm. actually. Um, I'm consuming this book from Lee Kuang Yu. He was like the main guy that turned Singapore from a first world country into a third world country. And oh, he nice. Like okay. An amazing, well respected by many countries. He often meets with almost every president. Uh, I don't even know if he's still alive, but I've, anyway, I got his book. I'm nearly done with it. And he was talking about how if there is not this continual learning like mm -hmm. cycle or interest in lifelong learning that in five to 10 years, those people that cannot learn or adapt to these new skills that are needed for industry, yeah, that it, technology is already on this like Atrophy. You know, this curve that is shooting, you know, it's, it's an exponential curve, um, like just shooting straight up. So right. uh, we're going to have so many more breakthroughs in the next, you know, handful of years, like absolutely that continual learning piece and adaptability has got to be there. So I think 
those, I think it piggybacks very well on this idea where we need to be learning from, you know, from these other books, from whatever, keep up with technology, these, these types of things. And I mean, that's where the world, the, the world economic stuff, like that's where that's all going. I couldn't agree more. I'll say this in closing. Uh, I kind of uh, threw this word out there while you were referring to that book and your experience with that book. Uh, And that is for everybody out there, there's something about the brain, the eyes, the ears, when you're able to use your own imagination, critical thinking as you're listening or as you're reading to a book, reading a book that doesn't happen when you're watching a screen, it doesn't happen in the same way. And if you'll read books, listen to audio books, share them, discuss them and stick with them, you're avoiding what I think comes from just binge watching, which is, I think is just atrophy. You just, you're actually not learning more. Maybe you're learning more about pop culture about influencers or influencers as a hard word to say, but I telling you, I completely agree with general Mattis when it comes to leadership, those references, cultural pop culture references, those won't get you there. Um, when you need to think critically and recall perhaps lessons learned from others. So I'm not telling everybody to get out there and grab a textbook. Um, Trust me, there, there are plenty of books out there that I have a very, very hard time even picking up and I'll put them back down and find another one. Um, but I just encourage everybody, especially those who are hungry for leadership experience to read and consume um, and listen to the experience of others and um, it'll sustain you later. Boom. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And I'm not even through the book. Can't wait to finish. <laughs> well, uh, everybody out there, let us know maybe what you're reading, what you're consuming lately. Absolutely. Uh, books, uh, give us some referrals, refer to you know other people in the audience. Uh, let us know what's happening. Um, and we'll check out some of the books. Maybe they'll be on one of our you know next book reviews. Everybody, thank you for spending the time with us today. We hope you like today's podcast. Make sure you like and you hit subscribe as well. Share it with your friends. Share the hope. Rise up with us. We'll see you soon.